Welcome to John Wayne Lied to You, the storytelling podcast featuring me, this guy here in a hoodie, sweatshirt, my dog Cerberus is with me. John Wayne, that's right, I'm back here once again, everybody. Welcome and thank you for joining me on this wonderful day. I am here in Wayne Manor where I reside in now in the West Wing of Wayne Manor where I have currently taken up uh, 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 my residing for evilness in the studio of evil. That's right. Back here in the studio of evil. Wow, coming along so great. Uh, even further soundproofed my little desk area. It's not really little. It's kind of big. That's what she said. Uh, you know, that's coming along really well. And um, I'll tell you another thing. Thanks to uh, it, it was just the holidays. Um, you know, the the Christmas thing just happened last this past week here. So I hope everybody had a, a good time doing whatever it is you do on this holiday. Um, and as uh, as you know, if you listen to Vital Social Issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, you you know we gave our our opinions, and I think we talked about that. But uh, Christmas is fine, the holidays are fine. Thank uh, you know, it's just it is what it is. Uh, I don't like to say that. Uh, anyway, just the holidays are cool uh, to an extent. You know, you enjoy, have to enjoy them or or not the way that you choose to. Uh, I think there's good things about everything. So anyway, uh, th- that you can pull out. Anyway, I don't pull out, but. Man, first of all, hold on. I am all on top of this grandpappy's medicine this morning. Let me just step back. I uh, here's the thing. You know, I, I I I brought back the Green Lantern. The Green Lantern is back from the from the brink uh, of extinction. Pulled back and have has been put uh, recommissioned. Put in like full. You know. You hear like how they they recommission a battleship or something like maybe it's been sitting uh, off on the dock for who knows how long, just kind of like uh, collecting barnacles and having you know kids take tours of it. Then all of a sudden it's like oh shit, we need that ship again to fight the enemy, and they you know polish it up and throw the rockets on and send it off. That's what I did with this bong, ladies and gentlemen, and the Green Lantern. That's tw- my twenty-one-year-old bong here. Old enough to drink uh, and die for its country, it is uh, really getting on top of me. I I got a nice see. I got some good weed recently. Uh, I I don't know what the strain is. It's like fruity pebbles, I think, or uh, one of those. Very, it's got a very fruit forward flavor, like scent, and like the first few hits are just so tasty. But it's it's just packed with uh, like it's got so much keef on that comes off, like the the, the crystals that come off of this when I put it in my grinder so I just loaded a bowl pretty much like I scraped it all up it's it's, it's some flour but I put a bunch of this keef on top I didn't I was like I'll just get this all out of my tray and smoke it and I think it got really on top of me because wow it's great Uh, I got a big old cup of coffee here uh, black coffee as my heart is and soul and my uh, as above so below mug today thanks Ray big shorty shooty tooty cooty fruity but not uh, ice cold Topo Chico also sitting here to cool my throat when I need it. Uh, but yeah, so I'm super, super high, obviously smoking out of the, the lantern here, having a good time. Um, anyway, about, about the light, about the studio of evil, uh, an, another upgrade I received was a, a Christmas present as I was going to say. Um, I, uh, from my in-laws my mother and father's in-laws, uh, oh no, wait, 
this this is from them. This is from my wife. My wife. That's right. My wife. Uh, you know, I, I just I love her and her family so much. I get them all mixed up with my love. But uh, she got me a pair of uh, studio headphones. Now monitoring headphones. Now what that means is, you know, I'm wearing them right now. They're they're uh, they're Sony. Uh, makes like a very middle of the road, very mid, like a, a workhorse kind of uh, studio monitoring headphone. And that's the one I got highly recommended used by, you know, many, many people. But what it does with the difference is, um, <clears throat> is that when I'm listening, like right now I'm listening, I can hear myself. Uh, it's, it's just as my voice would sound flat, right? With no, <clears throat> No, like, uh, coloring, no affectation, nothing's put on the voice at all. No EQing is done. Uh, nothing, you know, uh, what I'm hearing in my ears right now is exactly what's recording into this, into the software, into the, the program, right? Now, you may be like, uh, John Wayne, isn't that what you're here? Like, what's the difference? Were you listening to, like, Led Zeppelin while you were recording? And before, no, the difference is this, like, before I was just using, uh, earbuds just uh that i had plug in here i have i have other over ear headphones like i have a pair of beats um i have uh i think that's all i have now yeah i have a pair of beats i have a, an older like skull candy over ears that are just uh bluetooth ones for the gym and stuff but the thing about headphones and and, and uh you know especially like more expensive ones like beats and and things like that is they add like there's this extra like zhuzhing up I guess to the sound before it gets to your ear uh because it's like kind of pre-EQ'd and you know you read when you're reading like stats it's like oh bass response and and you know they add all that bass and everything to the uh you know in there somehow so it's it's all coming through your so you're you're hearing uh things already like nicely kind of eq'd for your ear with all the 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 uh kind of pieces that you want popped out are, are being popped out by this kind of preloaded eq so it all sounds just really good now that's fine and dandy when you're when you are listening to music or listening back to something or just listening to podcasts or whatever but when you're recording something it's it's of detriment to you because you're trying to especially like vocals and music and things like that what what the fuck else are you recording anyway i'm stupid but you know you're listening if you're listening through something that's already kind of eqing it it, you're you can't get a real gauge on what maybe needs to be tweaked as far as like some maybe add some lows here or maybe this and that so um see it's just uh that so these these headphones help with all that and i used to have a pair of studio monitors um, hooked up uh, to my setup years ago when I lived back uh, <clears throat> uh, with my ex-wife in the mansion, which is now gone too. And uh, I was like, man, I wish I would have hung. I sold, I sold them because uh, I wasn't using them at all, and this, which is you know what you do with equipment and stuff like that. But these headphones are just killer, uh, great addition to the studio of evil, and uh, I'm I'm very much enjoying them. So, um, and I think that Beats does make studio, true studio over-ear headphones. They have to. I think it started like, I think he's, Dr. Dre started them like that. I don't know. There's got to be. They're too expensive not to have like at least a setting that turns everything off on some of them. But I don't know. But these are awesome and uh, uh, I appreciate it. Thank you to my wife. And I hope everybody out there listening had a a wonderful holiday, like I said. And uh, you all got over-ear studio headphones from your wives. Or from my wife. Wow, that'd be kind of 
weird. Anyway, Patreon. Hey, I want to give a huge shout-out to all my Patreon supporters and subscribers. Thank you guys so much for uh, everything and all the support, and I hope that you guys are doing well. Major, major shouts out and, and big ups to you. Thank you for helping me uh, through all this times, uh, as always, and, and helping me to do my thing. Uh, it means the world to me in a in the biggest baddest way uh i do have a patreon those of you who don't know just you shoot on over to patreon.com slash john wayne is dead and uh you can look at my, the tiers that i have available a lot of cool things that that come with those uh plus with every tier that you subscribe to you get uh access to the awesome dude for life boner bonus podcast that i do every week as well um that is uh, just exclusively to the Patreon, where I talk to uh, my artist friends from all over the country uh, through uh, via the internet, Skypes and whatnot, and we have a great old time talking about stuff <clears throat> and learning and and uh, sharing and growing. Now, over the past two weeks, you know, now it, it was coming out on Monday, but like I said last week, I have to space that out a little bit just be because of the workload right now. So it'll st- it's still going to come out during the week. It just would be like on Tuesday or Wednesday instead of. On the Monday when John Wayne Lied to You comes out. So, but this week uh, is is awesome. There's an awesome two-part episode that went up. Like So so last week is part one. Uh, this week, part two is going to come out. It was uh, Nick P. and I sitting here in the studio of evil, just uh, having a really long, long conversation about all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, I mean, we talked for like over three hours. And uh, so I divided that up in, into two two parts on the on the Patreon, and it's it's a lot of fun. The whole episode is a lot of fun. Uh, <clears throat> so uh, we'll talk about that later. But like I said, and, and if you join, um, even like uh, there's the Dollar Beer Club, which only gets you access to the podcast, uh, but all all of the back episodes as well, the entire back catalog of which there are 53 episodes, I believe now 54. I think I just put up so. A lot of good stuff, a lot of, lot, of, lot of good stuff on there, a lot of good stuff. So if you want to help me out a little bit more, uh, just go on over to patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead and check it out and sign up for one of the old tiers there. And uh, uh, Uncle Johnny will very much appreciate it uh, a lot. So otherwise, what, this has been another busy week, you know, of course, with the holidays and whatnot. Everyone's kind of, you know, busy, but not because, you know, of course we can't really go, is not supposed to go anywhere and do all these things. So I, I had to uh, do a, like a like 10 day kind of quarantining situation so that I, you know, we could go spend Christmas, you know, uh, off with the in-laws and whatnot. Uh, so that, that was part of the week, but uh, another very exciting part of uh, what I'm uh, getting prepared for is um I am this week when you're listening to if you're listening to this on Monday <clears throat> on Tuesday I will be hitting the road traveling up to the New England area when whoever's in New England's through with you uh to visit the one and only Christopher Triana um my good buddy awesome horror writer splatterpunk award winner uh other half of vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne we're going to do a visit uh, before the season kind of kicks off, I, I've you know, barring another catastrophe, I, I should have some events kicking off pretty quick once the year gets going here. So I'll be traveling a lot, hopefully uh, a lot uh, in the coming time. So we, we wanted to get a visit in together uh, just before everything kicked in. So it just so happened that 
this that that these dates kind of fell together quickly. They were going to be later, but then we like had to move them up. So, boom, heading up there to visit him. And not only is it going to be a great time uh, and and all that kind of stuff, we will just confirm to be bringing you a live, live, live vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne on New Year's Eve. Um, broadcasted live from his compound. Uh, one of the dooms, rooms of doom will be in, and uh, we're going to do this. I, I'm putting all the details together now. So uh, the best way to find out exactly where that stream is going to be would be to uh, either follow me um, at John Wayne is Dead on, on Instagram or Twitter or my uh, you know Facebook, follow my Facebook uh, or, you know, go to uh, johnwayneisdead.com and, and go to the Vital Social Issues page or go to chrisandjohnwayne.com. That's K-R-I-S uh, and johnwayne.com. And I will have the information posted up there, A-S-A-P, because that's going to, uh, you know, it's going to be on Thursday night is, is New Year's Eve. So I uh, can't wait. So we, we actually did record. Here's a little inside baseball. We did record um, a, a New Year's Eve episode um, already. Because, you know, we do them a little bit ahead so that you know, we know when they're going to come out and we're, we're backed up in case shit happens. <clears throat> and I remember it was long. And, uh, of course, all our episodes are long. But uh, we had that. And now we are deciding to uh, forego that and, you know, do this live one. So maybe that, you know, maybe th- that one's going to go in the vault and we can pull out some uh, pull out some tidbits on that and throw them up there from time to time. But, you know, buckle in, kids. You know, it's going to be a live stream of vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne on New Year's Eve. Uh, all the details, including, like, time and, and the the links and all that stuff will be up there here. Uh, if, if not by the time you're listening to this, then the next day. I, I, I'm putting this together all right now. So uh, it'll be up there very, very, very soon. I will. We will all make it known. So please uh, put that on your calendars and join us for New Year's Eve. It should be, uh, should be a lot of fun. I gotta say that for sure. Anyway, so that's that's been very exciting. Otherwise, you know, I've been doing a lot of uh, still working on tweaking some audiobook stuff to get these files correct. Very close to the the finished line of this. So very exciting. And uh, again, drawing a whole bunch. I've got a lot of uh, drawing that I need to be doing. Uh, constantly, <laughs> so so I can get this project done, and I will absolutely fill you in more on that later. If you're watching my Instagram story, though, at John Wayne is dead, um, you uh, are probably can put some things together. I've been showing little hints and 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 things, little glimpses of things I've been working on. Some of the sketches, and then some of the digital art as it's being brought together. So if you, you know, you could probably discern some of what I'm doing on some capacity. Uh, oh, how mysterious I'm sounding. But uh, yeah, so you could check that out there and um, and know what, what's going on. I'm going to get a little taste of coffee here. Mm-hmm. What a time. <clears throat> what a time indeed. So I think um, that we should just get right into our uh, three-card tarot reading uh, of the week. I can't, you know, it's been, like I said, I've just been busy putting stuff together here and, and getting the studio. It's, it's, it's still a work in progress, but yeah, getting prepared for that, that trip and this live stream, it's going to be, uh, it's going to be pretty awesome. So 
Anyway, uh, as you do know or do not know, I do a three-card tarot reading on myself before every episode. Uh, and I, I kind of write down, before I do that, I write down things that are on my mind, just some thoughts, and, and just deal out those cards and see, uh, get a little fresh perspective and uh, a different maybe uh, way to look at things and think about things. So it's it's a lot of fun for me. So this week on my mind, I wrote down, uh, you know, having a, a more organized structure uh, and what I mean by that is maybe a, re- a rearranging of my daily structure. You know, it, it's, uh, I've been, you know, I, I talk about how I, I've, you know, really good at setting up routines and staying disciplined uh, with them. But sometimes I need to, you just need to change them up. And I'm in this new space and it was a little bit disruptive moving to this, to a new space just because, it, you know, everything is different and, uh, you know, it's, it's a whole new thing. And um, it was hard for me to like, the, it was hard for me to settle back to my original like routine because I felt like, well, it, it just like I don't know, it needed to change. So I'm I'm, I'm just getting that together, and and uh, th- that's what kind of that's referring to <clears throat> preparation. Um, that's another thing, just staying prepared for uh, you know ho- for for getting back out there, getting myself together, making sure that. Uh, I'm also prepared for all of the the things that I do have coming up. I am on the books for that. I am engaged in working in. You know, be stay prepared for those things and making sure I'm not falling off on some on some point or uh, you know losing focus. Uh, time management with projects, mine and others. I put in there just um, you know I kind of I I have been spinning a lot of plates lately and uh, unnecessarily stressing myself out about about it a little bit, but. What it really comes down to is me just saying, like, I am I'm today spending this time to the, you know, this time to this time doing this. Then I, I am absolutely moving on to this thing and spending this time. You know, that that's the kind of thing that I am I need to do uh, right now. Not for everybody, but I need to make some kind of a scheduling structure for myself with that right now. So that's been on my mind, um, as well as... Uh, <clears throat> Uh, focus, you know, always staying, staying laser focused on what I'm doing, not losing sight of uh, my goals or the work that that needs to go into doing them. So <clears throat> first card I got the six of pentacles reversed. So this is a, you know, pentacles are, you know, uh, material, financial, that kind of thing, money. So when when it's when the six of pentacles is reversed, um, this kind of, we need to think about, um, the way we, you know, the way we, uh, kind of can give of ourselves and, and help others, uh, but where it goes to the extent that we've completely are, are depleting ourselves and, and, or it becomes, starts becoming this one way street where it's, you're being taken advantage of. Um, so while, while we're, you know, being kind of like, uh, and this can be on a material level, like if someone borrows money and keeps borrowing money, borrowing money, and like they don't pay it back, and then you just don't know how to bring it up, or or you just keep letting it go. When people can do the same thing of your like emotionally as well, so that's what I mean, like where you you're just kind of always there for somebody, giving of them, you know, whatever you need, your time, your your emotional support, your money, whatever it is. But it's become this thing that now it's just continuously going out either to someone or uh, a, a group of people. And 
you know, you're you're becoming depleted, and you we so we need to fit. We need to figure out a way to either you know kind of cut cut this off, but but you know we still want to give of ourselves and and help. So figure we need to maybe figure out an alternative way to where you know we are communicating better what we need in return for what we are uh, putting out there, or you know that you know however that's gonna come across for us um this also <clears throat> that also kind of speaks to an overcommitment in in many ways you know we just as we can overcommit ourselves to projects and things like that you know this is like we overcommit ourselves to you know people and what we give of ourselves to people um but you know we speaking on this you know we do have a tendency to overcommit ourselves especially right now for whatever reason um you know, we, we've got a lot of we're taking on projects and and kind of people issues where you know it's great, uh, but we need to make sure we're balancing that out. Make sure that we can afford these things that we're we're giving of ourselves, both you know on a on a physical and uh, on a you know emotional level. We truly do. You know, you can't just keep taking money out of an ATM machine if your balance is zero. You know, it's, it's not going to work. It's going to be bad. All those fees. No, I don't want that. So, you know, so that's that's something that's one side of this card, you know, making sure we can afford what we're giving away um, in whatever capacity. Now, another thing is that we may, you know, this may we may be kind of selfish. Uh, this may reflect our selfish side uh in a sense that we are doing the things we're doing like helping others just to show people like yeah look at me i'm cool like i help people out you know like i i do this see look at me doing it it it, it becomes a selfish thing because it's not about helping other people it's about furthering yourself and your your what your you know what people perceive of you or you know, it just gets takes that ugly, um, ugly side. So, so if that, you know, that that's just kind of warning against that. Don't just because you're giving of yourself think that oh, you're just so much better than everybody, and look at look at how great you are for doing it. No one, no one wants to to hear that. So, next card, six of wands reversed. So, <clears throat> this is. Uh, this card is is again. This is one of those things where you you have reached a milestone. You've done something, and and maybe it's not the hugest thing, but it's it's very significant to you. And but you're just not comfortable putting it out there. You know, you're you're not like just in contradiction to the last card. You know, you're not wanting to be look at me selfish right now with it or look what I did. Um, but and that's fine. But we need to make sure that it's. It's not because we lack confidence in ourselves or that we have doubt in ourselves about how it will be received um, or whatever, how it's going to look. Maybe maybe it's not that great. Maybe you know, I'll put it out there and people will be like, so what? And then I'll feel stupid. You know, is it that or is it just because you don't, you know, you don't want to share it right now? You know, it, it, if if we lack the confidence and, and we, we're doubting ourselves and how even good it is, that that's the thing we need to address if, if that is the case here. Also with this card, I, I, as I've been talking about, you know, I do a, a card of the week, I mean, card of the day reading on my Instagram uh, every morning. And we've been talking this whole week or, uh, you know, or we culminated the weekend 
talking about defining success or what success means to you because it's different for everybody um, and that's what uh, this card is also addressing because with this card we for some reason have been getting our val- validating ourselves through uh, other people's eyes and through what other people think um, we're, we're seeking that approval and and we're not uh, satisfied until we get it right and I you know, speaking for myself, can totally relate to that. Uh, have have definitely been through that. You, you know, you want somebody to tell you it, it's good. You, you you need that to sometimes to some extent. But if we're relying on on something, if we're relying on that to tell us if if we're good, if we're basing our worth on, you know, other people giving us their opinion of what they think we've done and their validation or not giving us their validation then we have that's somebody else's opinion that's somebody else's definition of success that's not ours we need to be able to look at you know if you've done something and say like i i'm satisfied with this i really i'm happy with this i wonder what this person thinks and then and and be able to take them saying like i don't you know this isn't for me i would have done this and that and you know and say like well you know you can take that in, into consideration but it it doesn't throw you completely out of whack you're not basing you're not like oh well now it's it's nothing i'm one person hates it so now i i'm totally crushed and can never you know that that's what we need to watch out for because that's a, again that's another wheel of negativity will get spinning in our head because we're all caught up in in what our success you know what success means and it's it doesn't mean anything uh, we have no idea because we're waiting for someone to tell us. Well, we we need to stop waiting for that. And I I, I can just speak to this personally because I have talked about it before. Bring it up again. You know, I I was wondering like I was like, what the fuck am I doing good? Like when I first started getting things published, I was like, is this good? Is this you know I I did this many. Is that good? You know, but it doesn't. There's no one out there that can tell you that. There's no metric. There's no graph I can bring up and be like, ah, here, oh, okay, good. You know. You can keep track of metrics yourself, you know, as far as earnings or, you know, social media analytics um, and all of that. But if it does, if you if it doesn't, if if you don't have a threshold that you're comparing it to or something within yourself that you're like, I feel successful about that, then what are you doing? it for? There's no, you know, what you know what I mean? There is nothing out there that that is telling us what we should we we that tells us, hey, guess what? Ding, ding, ding! You're now successful. You did it. You know, people put that out there. There's definitely like things that uh, you know systems in place and and things like that that kind of create this illusion that that exists, right? But it it really it really needs to be something personal into ourselves that we define uh, and. And know that, you know, and be confident in that. So <clears throat> I, I just, I, I like that about that card and relate to it. Anyway, next card, last card, Eight of Swords. This is upright. So, <clears throat> and I like this card. Now, this card, if you're looking at it, the, there's a, a person on the card who uh, appears to be um, tied up and blindfolded, standing with... Uh, the eight like swords um you know all behind them right like almost like they're trapped in a in a cage or trapped in these swords they can't get out of it and they can't see 
So what this is like, the thing about this card, which is the showing is like we, we, we feel like we're trapped in something that we can't get out of. Like, ah, we're trapped in our shitty job. We're, ah, we're trapped in this, this relationship. Oh, well, you know, I might as well, you know, I can't get out. So, you know, you feel like, you know, or you're dead, whatever it is, you know, you feel like you're just trapped and there's nothing that you can do. So you're just kind of like, uh, you know, whatever. You're just, you're just taking it. And, uh, the thing is, you know, the thing that we we can just get ourselves worked up into these states where, and I, I can relate to it. I'm just talking for, from experience for myself where you get, it, it just all of a sudden seems to be so much that there's no way out of it where you're like, oh, I can't, man. I, you know, well, I can't do that because I have to do this stupid thing and this job and I can't, well, how would I, but then I'm never going to, you know, and then why this? And oh yeah, no, I can't. The thing is, like, you think that there's no way to change the circumstances around you, right? You, you think that there's, like, you're just hard, fast, stuck in this this thing that you can't get out of. The th- just like on the card. Now, the, the reason I like to describe what this card looks like is because when you look at this card, the woman is wrapped up, but she's not, it's not really tied She's not really tied up. You know, she can move and she has a blindfold on. But if she reach, she can reach up and take it off if she wants. And she, you look around, she thinks she's trapped. But behind her, there's actually an opening between the swords to walk right through. So to me, that's showing like you, you get all these things. We get wrapped up in all this, you know, like the negative kind of wheels turning of like, we can't change this. We can't change that. And we're just putting a self imposed. We don't need anybody to fucking restrict us. Cause we're doing it to ourselves. We're, we're tying ourselves up. We're putting blind, we're cutting ourselves off from even seeing the opportunities that may be there or even trying to find a way out because we've already accepted that there's just no way. So that's it. But like I said, you, we need to, take take our own blindfolds off and 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 realize that we're not really restricted by these things that we've you know kind of self-imposed tied ourselves you know tied our hands with because they're not even really tied so <clears throat> that's all this is all about looking at these kind of negative patterns that we fall into and and what how it, it limits us from even thinking about being you know successful that we can do things so you know it's just uh just a really good kind of like check, you know, kind of mind check here, I think. So, um, yeah, I, lo- I like that card. That, that was a good uh, reading here, I feel. I-, I got a lot out of that. I hope you did as well. Um, like I said, I do a daily card of the day reading uh, live, not, well, live, but recorded here in the studio of evil uh, every morning on my Instagram. Uh, just go to at uh, John Wayne is dead, as you know, and you can check that out uh, every morning and learn some more about tarot or, or not. Uh, it's fun. Anyway, Earlier, I mentioned the uh, my Patreon podcast, the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast. And the last couple of weeks, I, I haven't been uh, doing this, but I'm bringing it back uh, this week just because, uh, for one, this was uh, such a such a fun episode of the Awesome Dude for Life Boner Bonus Podcast that's coming out this week. Uh, and like I said, it's a part two. It's it's really long and girthy. So. Uh, 
I'm going to go ahead and play a little uh, clip, a short clip of uh, of part two here that that you'll hear from Nick, uh, myself, and Nick P. And uh, I hope that you will, uh, you know, jump on over to the Patreon and and sign up for one of the tiers so you can check out uh, the not only that the rest of that episode, but part one first, and then part two, and then all the back catalog. So uh, you know, Nick P. and I have a lot of crazy adventures, as as you know, if you've been uh, you know steady listeners to this podcast and followed my adventures. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to a little bit of uh, myself and Nick P on this epic girth, uh, girthy episode. Oh, I don't know. I, I was thinking if I got hit by a thing, I'd be dead because... Yeah, but no, I'm saying like... Those buses were fucking going fast and shit because, like, you know, they can't... Right, but if you were, like, one, like, millisecond behind that where it just shaved off the like front my, of your face... Where, like, my, no, my nostril gets hooked in the yeah. bumper and I get dragged, like, four no, blocks No, 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 you're not even dragged. It's just, like... Sh- like take like cartoon no, style dude. takes off the way face. I was walking. I I don't know why I stopped. I see how because you're like like when I was a courier, I, like I might have still been fat, but like I was conditioned to a point where I could walk faster than fuck. Like I could leave like mall walkers in the dust and shit. Like, and you did because I was I always I, I was always trained. Like my whole mentality was like I don't drive a truck, I drive a car. That's a stupid thing for a courier to have because you don't. There's nowhere to park. Trucks. If you drive a truck, you got loading like truck zones and shit everywhere. If you drive a car, you got to park at a parking meter. You got to pump it full of quarters, and you got to time your shit out. You got to fucking run six blocks across downtown to pick up something and hope you get back before you get a parking ticket. And it's exactly what I was doing. I was trying to beat the clock, and I was almost ready to fucking step into the street. And if I got hit by that bus, like this podcast wouldn't even be happening now. Dude, like, if I had a nickel for my life time, would have ended. I almost stepped out in front of a bus. Dude, like that night, like I delivered that package and like this girl that I was gonna go out with, like I just didn't even call her or anything. I I went straight to the fucking show that we were supposed to go to and I went by myself because I was having these weird like multiple what? epiphanies bopping off in my head and shit. It's wait, like wait, you were supposed to go to a show with a girl and you just like left you just went by I didn't what really... show is it? Oh what Primus? Was it? I can't remember. It was uh, it was either at Walters Where? or I think it was at Walters when it used to be on Washington. Okay, so that was a while back. And I can't remember what band it was, but I was supposed to go pick up this girl, and nice. like up until I got that delivery, that last delivery, it was going to be easy for me to get to her. But that last delivery kind of took me out of the way. But I made that last delivery, but also, like, my adrenaline started, like, draining and going away from the time I was getting hit by the bus, like, an hour earlier. And I just felt exhausted, and, and I felt <laughs> tired mentally and physically, and I was thinking, but you know... But you still want to see the band. Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like, yeah. I, I I was honest with myself. I was like, shit, I almost just died. You know, I don't... I wasn't really on the same wavelength with this girl, and I don't think it was going to work out at all anyway. I'd probably end up embarrassing myself that night. So it's right. probably better that I just, like don't even pick her up and I just go to the show anyway. And that's what I did. And she never even fucking texted me or anything. She just like, don't remember who the band was right now. Yeah. I can't remember, man. When you almost get hit by a fucking bus, you kind of forget other details and shit. You know, I was, my clearest memories of that day is just from the moment it happened with the wind and the slow motion and the motion blur and, the moment afterwards when my fucking veins turned ice cold and I realized, shit, I almost cashed in my fucking numbers there. That is fucking It could have been over just like that. 
Yeah. And it's like from that point on, I had a different mindset where it's like little things that were starting to bother me, I would just drop them and not even deal with them and not even conclude my oh, interaction wow. it with had them. that profound of an effect on Yeah, you. I ended up quitting my courier job like the huh. couple weeks after. Like I'd even like give a two week notice. I just like stopped showing up. Well let's be fair. You, you <laughs> never give a two you never give notice. Of yeah, a job I guess I have you. a history of just like so, disappearing. So let's not put that out there as a qualifier. No, but it was funny because like I was still owed like a half a paycheck and shit because I still worked one week. But I kept the Nextel Direct Connect like uh walkie talkie cell phone thing. Yeah. And that thing was worth more than the paycheck was worth, so I just kept that instead. But that was one of the times where I just kept ignoring uh, phone calls and voicemails from my old boss, wondering where the fuck I was and <laughs> why did I show up and if I'm not going to come back to work to bring back the equipment. And I'm just like, I'm just not going to answer these messages at all. Did you uh, Did you see any shows at the Abyss? Yeah, when I was Abyss? in high school. Yeah. I saw, like, I was talking about this the other night. I saw a few, uh, a couple shows there, like, in my, like, 16, 17-year-old that was like an That was, like, an all-ages club, right? Yeah, I think was that's on the Washington. Reason, that was the only reason I like, remember going there. completely different now, but it was on Washington back then. Yeah, there was, like, all, there was like, a lot of music clubs on Washington ago. back in the day. Now they, where are all the and, music places? They're downtown uh, now, right? Uh, who knows? It's, it's, a, it's a rich tapestry, but... Uh, at, at the abyss, I went to see like this show that was like MXPX, I think opened and then Everclear oh my God. was the headliner. So like, you, you, you know how like the abyss is, right? It was like, it was like a gradiated, like it, it, it like went down, like it was like a, at an angle, like the, the floor went down towards the stage. Shit, now that I'm thinking and about it, it's like, there. I don't even and know if I have memories of what that place looked like. I know uh, I went there for a few uh, shows. Oh, I but... have this excellent memory right now. That's in part to you. Um, so Everclear comes out to start playing. Where was the abyss? It was like around Washington. It was on Washington. Uh, and not uh, Shepard. Uh, it was, was on it? Washington and uh, uh, John Kennedy Boulevard. It was in that strip where there were all the other like music venues and shit, like Walters and everything, right? I don't know, dude. It was. It was just. It was okay because all those cares? music venues were it, in the same like uh, areas and shit. Yeah, back then it doesn't matter. So it's just out of place, but. Everclear comes out to start playing, and these, like... Why are you even telling this story? This because these girls get up on, like, these two girls get up onto the shoulders of these guys, and uh, they immediately take their shirts Show your, They showed their off. tits for Everclear? Look, listen, stop, let me tell the right. story, dude. They take their shirts off, then, and it's like, woo, and then they take their bras off, so now there's just bare tits, and then they start to make out with each other, and... They proceed to make out with each other I've seen all this for the entire set, and and they're just like it was insane to the point where like the the singer is like, wow, okay, I guess I didn't know we were competing with like a show tonight, but like these girls were going at it. I'm sure that and then I I was like I, like as soon as the last note of of the last song hit, they're like. Boom! I was in my car going home so that I could just jerk off. Like it was the 
it, it was... Yeah, I do remember, crazy. like, teenage, like, uh, concert titties and shit. Because I remember, like, going to, like... Yeah, that's God. That's Metallica that's, concerts, like, no at outdoor out festivals. Anymore. And it's like, yeah, man. People will be on somebody's shoulder and shit. Time's up, dude. Man. Yeah, COVID's done fucked everything. Do you want to do you want to end it? Right here, this isn't making these way we've started yet. Oh yeah, that's right. I was saying, you want to keep talking, or if you just want to make well, an edit point? Uh, what about this, Robert? So. What about this Robert Altman movie? That uh, I was just thinking about this crazy about? Robert Altman movie I saw. I'm trying to remember what it's called. I think it's called like Secret Honor or something. It's about like Richard Nixon just losing his shit. It seems like it's based on a play because it's all one saying. It's him and his fucking like, uh, I guess it's the Oval Office. And he's like all paranoid and crazy and he's getting drunk and he's waving a gun around and shit. What's it called? I think it's called Secret Honor. Like the guy that plays uh, Richard Nixon is uh, oh, Bookman from the from uh, Seinfeld. Can't come in or come on or the Bookman, the guy that the the detective library detective. Yeah, he was like uh, the game show host in uh, what was that movie? Quiz show. The one with the uh, where Tom Cruise is that guy. What What did you say it was? This display. I want to say it's called Secret Honor, maybe. But it's a trippy ass movie because like it's so low budget. Like Robert Altman, this is like in his time when he's not really on top of his game. He doesn't really have like his track record kind of fell apart after like Popeye and shit. Film. But like this movie was like done by like students from like a community college or something. Like that was his crew, it was just all these college kids. And it's like a simple story, but it's fucking psychotic, man. If you think about Richard Nixon, like how crazy he might have been going the last few days of his presidency, and it's like, I wonder if Trump's like right now just walking around back and forth in the Oval Office, waving a gun around, just talking to himself. And I really hope so, because uh... well, it's written by Arnold M. Stone and Don- Donald Freed. So what does that mean? Are who is credited as both the screenplay and the story. Um, I don't know, but I looked, and it, it looks like this is not, it doesn't seem to be based, based on a play. Well, it's weird, because it's all in but, one setting, and it's all just one actor. The whole movie is just an entire fucking crazy, psychotic movie. monologue. And I, I want to say he shoots himself in the head at the end, which is, oh, it's, it's like in Glorious Bastards. It kind of alters history a bit, but still just as uh, satisfying. I mean, if I say on this podcast that I pray every night for Trump to get, like, his pumpkin head, like, shot, does that put me on a list? Uh, dude, we're already on those lists. Okay. Because I don't believe in um, God, but if Trump gets, like, assassinated, then I might have to reconsider. I mean, if we make certain deals. I feel like I'm Secret praying to Honor Joe Pesci. movie review. So it's a 1984 movie. Starring Bookman. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Actually, I now see his picture. Not to be yeah. confused with <laughs> Buffalo, but from Good Times. You said you've been watching Good Times lately. You uh, being dude, a fucking white guy I, that grew up with uh, no exposure to, to yeah. black families. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, not necessarily. Uh, I wouldn't. I'm say sure that. they didn't have Chicago projects up in Spring where you grew up. And shit. No, they didn't. No, I, I, I did. Absolutely. Actually, those those kind of projects, I they're foreign to me too. There's yeah, no, I, there's nothing like that in Houston. I can't say I public I housing's that. just like I, I, I and I, I'm not even gonna like say like good oh, black friend. I'm, I, 
I did, but I'm not going down that road. I'm just going to say, like, uh, good times, you and I, uh, you, we, I mean, I I was aware of it. I've watched it, ancillary, like, in an ancillary sense. So it's like, whatever, good times. But, like, we, we watched it uh, in Las Vegas together. Holding hands on acid. I just while feel like James it died. My whole life, I've always made like references to good times. I always feel like people never get what I'm referencing and shit. I, uh, especially well, the Florida going damn, damn, damn. Well, I mean, damn. I know that that's been parodied like a lot of times. But yeah, when you watch the actual episode, man, it's a tearjerker. Oh, uh, it is. We, it takes we both a fucking to, lot like, out of you. We had to, yeah, we had emotional experiences, but that's a great. I don't know. It's a great sitcom, and I like I said, it's I just been need to look at the origins of it because I I want to say like it's fucking... some sort of spinoff of uh, All in the Family in a way. Like was Florida like somebody's like cleaning person? Oh yes. Was she Maud's like cleaning person? I think person? you're right because Maud was like uh, Archie's cousin, right? I B. Think Arthur. She was on All in the Family. I can't remember where, where All in the Family originated from because like. I want to say it's like a spinoff of a spinoff because, like, back then, I mean, shit, like, Happy everything Days. spun off of Happy everything. Days was like a spinoff of uh, some anthology show called. Uh, and then Joni Loves Chachi. No, what was it called? Like, Love American Style or some shit? Mm-hmm. It's like this crazy ass uh, anthology show of lame ass love stories. And one of them was, uh, I can't remember what characters it was from Happy Days, but it introduced those characters. And then all of a sudden, Happy Days was its own show. And then that spun off what Joni loves Chachi and Mork and, Mork and Mindy, Mindy and Laverne and Shirley, Laverne and Shirley. all these like somebody and somebody shows, Johnson and Johnson. What else is a spin off? Those like all those shows. You know what, man? That like actually makes me think that y- now we like complain about like all these like oh we're remaking movies and remaking shows, but back then they were just taking one idea and basically putting a tag on it and making that a new show that's the same thing almost really dabbling in the same unit like no i'm trying to think mod on all in the family why did archie hate her was was she she was archie's blood cousin right not edith's cousin she was archie's cousin right what was the, the art was the indifference between them that made them argue whatever that was was it her feminism or something that made her a strong I mean, character and all of a sudden she had her own show and shit he, because, like, the Jeffersons, like, George Jefferson, every time he fucking cameoed on the fucking uh, All in the Family, it was just like, you get that audience reaction, like, woo! It's like yeah. Kramer just walked in. So it's like, he was like a big character, so he got his own show for his own Trials and Tribulations. And like, Mork and Mindy was like, uh, it was just Mork a, and Mindy's not it was just All a, in the Family. It was a spinoff it's, because it's, it's Mork a spin-off was... off of Happy Days. Yeah, so I'm saying Mork was on Happy Days, and then Mork and Mindy was supposed to take place like uh, in the Bro, current time, like right? in the '70s or something. It's like it was supposed to be after Happy Days because Happy Days it was, was... A- it was supposed to be after Happy Days. Yeah, that place took show. Uh, that 50s. show that show took place in no, did no? it? I thought it did. Who am I, I talking know. about? Mork we, and Mindy are we or talking Laverne? Out of school? Mork and Mindy. I'm talking about Happy Days. Well, Happy Days was like the 50s or something. That's what I'm saying. Laverne and yeah. Shirley was and the Mindy. same time period because Lenny and Squiggy were like yeah. greasers and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Mork and Mindy was like, it seems like it took place in the 70s. Like all the style and their apartment and that van that they drove, that was 70s style. Like, then how did Mork must have just been lost on Earth for 20 years or some shit or whatever. They never explained that? I don't know. Maybe they did. 
Like that final episode of Alf when uh, the government like took him to dissect ah, him. I kill me. All right, that's um, myself and Nick P. Always a lot of fun uh, when I, we get together. As you know, if you've been listening, and if not, go back and uh, definitely check out some of our adventures. There's many that have been told told on this very podcast throughout the uh, many episodes that we've been doing, which we're closing in on 200, I believe. We're in the 180s right now. So uh, that's cool, I think. <clears throat> so thank you all for listening for so long and, and all the new people for coming ah, coming on, checking out. Sorry, I just did a bong rip while, I, while we were listening to the, the Nick P thing there. So uh, anyway, so check that out. If you want to listen to the whole episode, like I said, go over to uh, patreon.com slash John Wayne is dead. You can join any of the any of the tiers, but it, you know if you if you're just into hearing the weekly podcast, you can get it by joining the Dollar Beer Club right there on the Patreon site. So, uh, and I very much appreciate it, and thank you so much just for listening to this. Uh, I I am very appreciative. So, moving on, that brings us to without a further ado, I think our story portion of the podcast today. This story, I don't, you know, like I say, these things come to me, but uh, it it does it, it does relate in a topical sense. Um, you know, this is a, an old war story from back in the day of the Letters to Voltron. You know, uh, back one of my old band stories here uh, about a gig. It's, it's back. This takes place back, back, back when when in Letters to Voltron was just myself and Robbie C doing an acoustic uh, duo thing. And uh, one of one of the many uh, gigs you take on and, and do when you're just trying to take on all the gigs and uh, the interesting things that happen. So uh, I, I don't want to give too much away in this this preamble intro, but we'll just go ahead and call this one hair down there. So, like I said, this takes place um, several years back when, uh, you know, Robbie C. and I um, were, were doing Letters to Voltron uh, in its kind of infant stages, I guess, if you will, when we were just an acoustic duo of, uh, of, of magnitude proportions. Magnitude proportions, that makes no sense. Anyway, uh, you know, so like I said, this was many, many years ago, but what it, it comes down to is... is uh, when you play in bands, especially, you know, and I do think about this. Um, well, you know what? We'll, we'll come to that. So anyway, this is about a, so a particular gig we are playing. This There's a, this one venue uh, here in Houston. I've talked about it before. Not my favorite place to play at all. Um, it's called Super Happy Funland. It has its charms, yes. It's a, definitely a DIY venue. Um, they have, you know, some good shows through there sometimes, but... You know, it, it's one of those it's it's one of those venues where people like you know they live there as well. So there's shows like every night, and it's just you know it's very hit or miss. There's just I don't know, but it's it's since moved. It's uh, in a bigger location now. But back when it first started, it was in a house basically. It, not basically, it was in a house here, actually very close to where Wayne Manor is uh, right now. This house was like semi-converted to where, you know, the rooms were kind of sectioned off because, you know, the people that owned the house lived in the master bedroom. And then there were some other bedrooms that they sectioned off. But in the middle of this, like, I guess it was the the garage originally, but it was like a double garage. And they kind of converted it into where the a stage area and there was seats, but 
like mismatch, like a hodgepodge of seats, like some taken out of a row from an old theater and then these taken out of an old movie theater and these, you know, just just crazy seats and, and everything was, you know, all just kind of like uh, this very interestingly put together uh, amalgamation of things. And, you know, at first blush, I mean, the first time or the first couple times you you come uh, to this venue, it's it's overwhelming a little bit. And you're like, wow, this is kind of cool. This is really cool. And it is cool. It's cool until, you know, you play on a Tuesday night for nobody, you know, 17 times. And then you don't get paid when you're said you're going to get paid. And even when you meet the res- the, the strict uh, guidelines of how, you know, you do get paid, you still don't get paid. So th- there's just a lot of uh, ins and outs with that. But <clears throat> One one thing that always happened was there was one, I guess, public bathroom for for people to use, and it's just like I guess the the powder room bathroom from this house, and uh, it would always just get clogged up. There was something there was something like eternally wrong with this toilet, and it would flood. Like people couldn't, you know, I was there many times when it was like, okay, no one can go to the bathroom because it's all flooded and fucked up. So they would uh, like have to route you to their, the people who lived there's personal bathroom because that was the only other one, the master bathroom, like with their shower and stuff, and like walk you through there. It was not a great uh, situation at all. But <laughs> anyway, I, I'm I'm kind of saying all this to just like paint the picture a little bit more of what the the environment was that uh, we were in at this time. So, like I said, Super Abbey Funland it's it's very has a very it's a very hippie vibe place. Hippies uh, living there that's a very good way to put it. If that helps you to uh, uh, further get the picture, you know, like think uh, patchouli covering uh, bo covering patchouli covering bo over and over again. Uh, that's kind of like what it is, but. Um, they they had a lot of acts come through you know that was one of the things that they were kind of like at the start really going after was any kind of indie touring band that was looking for a show in Houston it was like they would take it like because they would book every night that was the thing seven nights a week so it wasn't you know when you're trying to book a tour especially when you have to fill in weekday dates it it can be tricky because there aren't you know first of all not all venues are do shows seven days a week um and the ones that do are either something like a really hit or miss possibly like a super happy fun land or they're not maybe promoted well or they're just you're just maybe you're just playing mostly in a bar somewhere uh for you know fucking because trivia is that night there's all kinds of things like that are tricky about booking a tour like weekday dates are just kind of one of them uh depending like if you're a a much bigger name with a bigger draw then of course you can book weekday dates better but if you're just an indie band coming through but trying to build up your name it's it's it can be very difficult but you know super happy funland offered that that was their thing you know if you're coming through town and we we met some great musicians that we i still listen to this day uh you know brian kenny fresno i've talked about him a lot he that's how we got introduced to the war guitar and how that crazy guitar all tapping is and robbie c actually owns one now uh you know and, and other other people it was great but they booked this they so they put together this um 
I guess it was supposed to be some kind of a festival, right? Um, like a two-day weekend fest, Saturday, Sunday thing where, you know, it, it starts at the middle of the afternoon and goes like all night, you know, and we, you know, being in, you know, playing in bands for a while, uh, even then, Rob, Robbie and I, we'd also been in another band together for a while. So we played a lot of gigs together. Um, and, and we'd been on these, these kind of like, you know, kind of things where the, these promoters will put together. It's like, it's the 420 festival, 15 venues, blah, 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 goes from noon to midnight, all the, all those kind of things. And you get booked on them and you're really excited and you're like, oh shit. And, uh, they put you on like at, at noon or at one o'clock or two, you know, very early. And, and not only is no one there then, you know, it's, it doesn't even, you know, sometimes it's, it's really a bust and the no one's there at all the whole day, but definitely it's fucking hard to get people to come out to a a bar or a venue or whatever at noon on a Saturday to see anyone, let alone you and your shitty band. So that that's why it can be frustrating. So on this, when we were booked on this, I I, I made sure, like in Robbie and I made sure to like say like, hey, we don't want to go on first. We don't want to go on until, you know, the meat of the order. We, we're not going on first in this thing. And they were like, oh no, they actually booked us like towards, you know, not not even like that last act either. We go on like at two in the morning or something. Like we were like in the in the in the sweet spot, you know, and like the seven eight nine o'clock you know realm there for an all-day festival not too bad and uh so we get there and uh we get there on the saturday uh early before it starts because all the other like musicians and stuff are there and we're talking we're meeting people there was one guy you know one one of the musicians like hey yeah i've heard of you guys i was actually i'm excited to check you guys out and you know we're like oh cool anytime anybody says that to you you're like oh we're very cool who knows he might have been uh you know never heard of us before but was just you know blown smoke but either way we were excited so we're there we're schmoozing you know this is also like a bring your own beer place where you know you could take it in because because they're not a bar they don't really have a liquor license it's a house uh, but they 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 made their kitchen like kind of a bar and and put beer in the fridge and and they couldn't sell it to you but they would ask for a minimum donation of five dollars a beer, so it's one of those deals anyway. Um. Uh. Anyway, so I just got a text. I'm sorry, but um. So I'm looking. Uh, we're we're there. We're talking. You know, we got our beers. We're drinking. Uh. And whoever is supposed to be like kick off this show like it's at noon now it's 12 30 like there's already supposed to be set starting and no one started and which all also is inevitably what happens at some most of these kind of festivals like this if you you know i'm doing air quotes with festivals where they get so so uh egregiously thrown off schedule like so off schedule that it's uh it's it becomes a nightmare. So, of course, this one doesn't start, but I'm not worried about it because I'm like, hey, we're get, we got our spot later. We got plenty of time. It's all gonna be good. And uh, even if we get pushed an hour, we're still in the good spot, and and all that. Well, the um guy that's running this place comes up to 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 Robbie and I uh, outside and's like, hey, can I talk to you guys? And I'm like, yeah. 
he's like, hey, man, we're like, these people aren't aren't here. We got a no-show for this. And we just want to get things started, like start like filling time so people don't leave or whatever. You guys have just have the two acoustic guitars. It'd be really easy just to set you guys up and, and you guys just, just play now. Just play whatever. But you still will play your set later at the time. And I was like, okay, hold on. I was like, you we will be able to play at our designated time. Like this does not like constitute our set now. Like we're, that's not going to come up later and be like, Oh, you guys already played like the person that maybe canceled or, or hasn't shown up. If they show up later, they're not getting our spot. And like, he's like, no, no, no. You know, just, just fill some time. Not even a lot. You don't have to play a lot, just whatever. And, uh, I'll, I'll, you know, get you off when it's time to get going and we'll get the other bands going. I'm like, all right, Okay, fine. So we were we were reluctant, but but we're like, all right, let's do it. And and so the one other guy that was there that we didn't know that, that said he liked us was like, what's going on? I said, I think we're gonna play for like thirty minutes or so just to get it started right now because somebody didn't show up. He's like, oh, cool. I'll come in and check you guys out. I'm like, all right, cool. So we go, we get set up, and um, like I said, like uh, when Robbie and I did Letters to Voltron back then, we would do weird costumes and stuff sometimes or all the time and they weren't even like they didn't even have to be super weird but i think at this one we were wearing uh zorro masks and suit jackets uh maybe ties i'm not sure something like that something stupid like that and we're just two acoustic guys playing now here's where the here's here's where uh what i was talking about before earlier comes in about when we go back to shows and, and playing at venues um, throughout all these times, particularly dirty, dirty venues like this, um, you know, you're always sharing a microphone. I, I used to think about this all the time, like, man, I must have like, you know, I, I would use the just microphones just like the, everywhere. And I'm like, man, I must have like the best immune system because I never get sick from these microphones. And every like people I know, I know I used to like deep, like, spit all over the microphone and lick it and shit like that when I was singing it would be crazy not on purpose but you're just like rah, 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 you know when you're learning mic control and stuff especially but uh you know that uh those days are gone I don't think we'll ever go back to sharing mics no matter what but uh but one thing that's cool like uh was just this also this here this past holiday my maza my maza shouts out mom got me a a, a microphone that i re- was wanting now uh it's a shore sm57 uh now if you're in know anything about mics in an industry whatever you know no everyone it's widely known that the shore f- sm58 is the industry standard vocal live vocal mic right it's a it's a road dog it, it can be beat around and it's great quality all that stuff but there is a faction of people who prefer the SM57 for vocals, uh, whereas that is typically used as a, a, a mic to, you know, uh, used to mic amps, an instrument mic, right? But there are, you know, there are people who uh, prefer to sing through that, and I uh, am one of them now, especially because I have my own, so I can always have it. Uh, you know, one Mike Patton uses that that kind of microphone. Uh, also, uh, the great Lord, uh, Dark Lord Matt Skiba. So, you know, I'm in good company with that mic. Thank you, Mom, for it. Uh, anyway, so that will be my personal mic moving forward. Uh, but 
at this time, years ago now, I said, there is no personal mic back then where we didn't have any. We're using these dirty mics in this dirty, dirty place. So we get there, we get set up, we start playing, and our songs are silly, but we don't want to give away our whole set and shit now. Um, so we, we're like, oh, let's play some of the covers we know, some, we'll throw some things in there. And uh, we're just kind of, you know, calling audibles. And we maybe get about two and a half songs in. Uh, we're going, like the guy that said he liked, wanted to hear us, is he, he's the only person in the room standing in the back. Nobody else has come in there. There's people outside and people out in the front of the house part all over congregating. And this is the whole reason why he wanted something to start so people wouldn't leave and they'd come in and start listening. No one's coming in. So we're playing, but we get about three songs in. Maybe we start the fourth song. And I have, before we started the song, I felt like a something, like a tickle in my throat. Like where, you know, you're just like, man, do I have something in my mouth? Like, what it? And as we go to start the next song, like before I can do anything, we're, we're starting it and I realize there's a hair in my throat like in my mouth i think we this is something an unpleasant experience we've all probably can relate to but this is i'm in the middle of like trying now i'm started to sing the song playing the guitar you know all that kind of stuff and uh i have this hair in my throat and i'm trying to perform and i'm trying to like between you know between singing like move my tongue so maybe i can like move it out, you know, and I'm like maybe pulling my, my, my head away from the mic and trying to like fish hook myself to like grab it and pull it real quick, but I can't. And it gets to the point where we're in the middle of the song and I cannot sing. And it, like, I'm like, I can't do like, I got this like, like hair in my throat and it's grossing me out first of all. And it's all like weird and feels awful. So I'm just like, stop, stop. And like, I just stop. And Robert's like, what? What's ha- like he doesn't know what's happening. Like I got a hair, in, I got a hair in my throat, and I try to like make a joke about it, and like so does he, whatever. But I, I'm, I'm reaching my fingers like down into my throat, and I'm trying to grab it and pull, and I can't get it, dude. Where, and I'm like reaching down to where like I'm touching my whatever the thing that hangs down there, your uvulum or whatever, and I'm, I'm like just, just digging, and I turn away from the the stage like th- like I said there's no one out there except that one guy watching us I turn away because I'm like fuck I can't get this thing out and uh I- I'm I'm like and Robert's like well uh <laughs> yeah everybody folks so uh, no, no, no. he's trying to vamp but there's vamping to no one and I finally get this fucking I get it and I start to pull and it's this long fucking hair comes out of my mouth that was like bit and I feel it coming up through my like throat as I'm pulling it, because it had gone all the way down. And it's just this long-ass fucking hippie hair of somebody's, uh, you know. I, I had long hair at the time, but but as long as it is now, like maybe to my shoulders. Like This was not my hair, and it was like, it, it could have, you know, some a survivor could have caught it in my stomach and come up my throat, you know, out. It was disgusting. And then uh, I was like, we're done, fuck this, we'll just play later. Cause there's no one in here, so we just we were done. The guy like you know he because we he, no one was in there even running sound. They just like plug us in and set us up and go. So we're just done. I was like fuck this, let's go. So we're done, and then they move on to whatever else. Now fast forward, everything of course gets what what did I say? Fucking thrown off schedule so bad, and their people are showing up late, and then you know 
switching spots and da da da. And when do Robert and I go back on to play our original set that we came there to play? Like 1.35 a.m. in the morning. When the only people who are there are like the owners and maybe our girlfriends like at the time. Like that was it. Wife, you know, whatever. So (laughs) these are the kind of gigs that definitely you kind of have to go. They're they're the ones that toughen you up. These are the gigs that make you, I guess. But, uh, man, I've had a lot of those, and I'm sure a lot of people have, uh, musicians and otherwise out there. But, man, I am... uh, If there's one good thing about this, in having my own mic to bring everywhere, is that uh, I'll never have a hair that long down my throat again. I hope. All right, there you go. Hey, um, you know, let's uh, keep those hairs out of our throat. It's so gross to have a hair down your throat, that feeling. Ugh, I hate it. Anyway, um, fun times, though. So I have my own mic now. Thanks, Mom, and it's going to be great. Anyway, thanks, you guys, for checking out another week. I definitely super appreciate it. Um, uh, you can always follow me at John Wayne is Dead on all the social medias and go to johnwayneisdead.com for all of your John Wayne needs. Uh, the shop page there has all of my books in stock, t-shirts, records, and then uh, coming soon, uh, you know, in, in about a, two weeks' time, the uh, my new book, Major the Hellmouth from Grindhouse Press. Uh, I'll have copies available on there as well and, uh, you know, and all the special edition copies that are going to go out at the end of the month, at the end of January. Thank you guys again for everyone who got one of those. Uh, very good times. Again, uh, if you want uh, to see this New Year's Eve, a live stream of vital social issues and stuff with Chris and John Wayne, be sure to check chrisandjohnwayne.com, K-R-I-S, uh, and, or johnwayneisdead.com. And for all that uh, information that will be going up there uh, very shortly. And, um, yeah, so uh, thank you guys. Go to my Patreon if you would like to help me out a little bit more, patreon.com slash Dead. And um, I will see you guys live uh, from the New England area this New Year's Eve. Uh, Rockin'.